Hello. Hi. My name is Demeray. And I'm Sarah. Together we are the Laser Girls. That we are. Welcome back, everyone. Long time no podcast. Uh, Sorry we've been gone for so long. We've been busy with prepping for all the things that we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. So this past weekend we went to Anime NYC, the first Anime NYC in history. So that was really fun, and we're going to go through our highlights there. Uh, we're also going to talk about some exciting new updates to the Laser Girl Studio content. We have some big plans for 2018, and we're going to kind of run through what that's going to look like and how you guys can participate, and we're really excited to share those with you. Um, and yeah. yeah, so let's start. Let's go. Um, <laughs> So, biggest thing, thing that's already happened, is we completely refreshed the visual look and GUI system of our blog. So, you should definitely go check that out. Um, We are thelasergirlstudio.com, and we kind of redid a lot of the uh, media content, so we just made it look a lot nicer, a little cleaner. It should load a lot faster. Consolidated Um, things. Consolidated some things, removed some things that weren't working. So you should definitely, if you haven't checked our blog out in a while, you should definitely do so. Um, It looks different. We have a brand new little header logo thing. It looks great. Mm -hmm. Sarah did a great job uh, making that. Um, On top of that, we're going to start some new things. We're going to sort of switch up the content, switch up what we're doing. And we're telling you this because this is going to be the last podcast in its current iteration. Repeat, not the last podcast in history? No, just the last podcast using this format. Yes. We're reformatting the podcast. We're going to make it a little more specific. We're going to do some more fun things. We're going to switch it up a little bit. So stay tuned for that in 2018. I'm hoping it's going to happen sooner than that. But worst case scenario, reboot. 2018, season two of the Laser Girls uh, podcast. You can call this series like our pilot period. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this was the podcast was a big test for us. Um, We wanted another way to talk to you guys that was just easy, something we could just record, not even edit, and then throw up. Um, we, we tried a couple different ways of doing that, you know. We tried of, a video podcast. We, we tried, we tried a couple outlines we, yeah. and prepping what we were going to say. But, you know, this was like our experimental phase. And yeah. I think we can both say for sure that we feel like now we have really refined what we want to be doing with this. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited to make that happen for you guys yeah. as well. So we hope you are too. Um And that sort of brings me into my next thing that we're going to try doing uh, is streaming. So we are planning on streaming some digital sculpting that we do while we're working on it. And we also need some ideas from you guys on what you would like to see us stream. Uh, So if you have an idea or any recommendations on what kind of content you think would be interesting for us to stream for you guys, or also maybe you have a specific streaming software that you love that you think we should be using. Yes, uh, please. Recommendations are highly, highly right. yeah. important at this stage, yeah, at you, this time. Yeah. <laughs> so please, at the Laser Girls via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, um, let us know. DM us. What, however you want to contact us. You can go through our blog and contact us through our contact page, but we really want to hear some recommendations. We know there's a lot of streamers out there. What service do you use? Do you like YouTube? Do you like Twitch? 
Is there a service I don't know about that's not YouTube or Twitch? Uh, please let me know. So yes, or Facebook, I'm sorry. Facebook also does streaming now. And then upon that streaming system, mm -hmm. what kind of content do you want to see? Do you want to see us do... That. Well, let me give some... Okay, all let right, me, all right, right. clarify. Give yeah. some people let some me, ideas. Yeah. Let me give you some examples, okay. right? Okay, It can be... We could do something along the lines of, you know, just an open sculpt, or maybe we all sculpt together, and we can, you know, answer questions, or maybe we do a Q&A, or someone could send a file to us, and we can sure. walk through how to, you know, repair it, or do something to it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty we're much open, open to anything. Mm -hmm. So let us know what you want to see, because this is for... For you guys. For you. Yeah. 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 Great. Cool. So I guess let's move on to our next topic that we want to talk about today. Um, anime NYC. So let's talk about what, what were your initial, what were your thoughts? This was the first con they've ever done. It's brand new. Crunchyroll sponsored it. So it was pretty big. Uh, what do you think? What did you think? It was at the Javits Center this year um, where we were literally there a month ago for Comic-Con. Yeah, I, I had a really nice weekend. It was... It was a good size, not too small, not too big, just right. Mm -hmm. um, I think about 15,000 people were in attendance. So, you know, it was a great turnout. Through the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so it was a great turnout for first year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, coming off of New York Comic Con, which is such a production, especially for us, it's like the Broadway show for cosplay, mm -hmm. in my brain at least. You know, that's the day where Demeray and I really show up and show out mm -hmm. and really put on a huge performance for hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, this was more of kind of like a victory lap. You know, this was a really great opportunity to put on an old costume that we haven't, you know, mm -hmm. that we've updated a little bit or, you know, try something new, which is what I did. And... Just have a really fun weekend, you know, dressing up and meeting people that we met at Comic-Con, speaking to new people, you know, just, just having like a really, it was more relaxed, fun time and less of, there was less kind of stakes in that kind of performative urgency sure. of Comic-Con. So sure. I had a lot of fun. It was nice just getting dressed up and being comfortable and walking around mm -hmm. and it was, yeah. yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, did what about you, you? Well, yeah, it was fun for me. Um, it was smaller than I expected at the Javits Center. I was kind of hoping they would get to utilize that entire showroom floor. Um, they only occupied about half of the space, probably a little less than half. Um, so, yeah, I kind of would have liked there to be more, like more vendors, more events, um, more panels. You know, I always want more, but... Uh, in terms of, you know, people there and the costumes that we saw there... Uh, the people... cosplay was great. Right. Echoing what Sarah just said, the cosplay was awesome. <laughs> I was about I to say that. that. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the cosplay was awesome. Uh, we saw a lot more in costume than we did at Comic-Con. But I also think a lot of that has to do with... Part of, part of it's the culture, because um, I would say Anime NYC was less about the things to buy and more about the community of people that were there. Comic-Con is a lot more commercialized now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people there are just there to get things signed and to buy shit. And those people don't show up in costume. 
So I would say that, you know, I would say 90% of the people had some form of fandom representation or costume on. Uh, I would so say more great. 90% in costume. Yeah. Like everyone was in costume yeah. and it was like a giant costume party. Yeah. No, and it, it was, was great. It was a lot of fun. We met a lot awesome. of cool people. Um, what do you, what was your favorite costume? My favorite if costume? If you could nail that one down. What was your favorite? Uh, the Final Fantasy fifteen people cosplayers, all of, all of them, basically. Yeah. Um, they okay. were fantastic. Uh, and that that was definitely the highlight because I went as Luna, mm-hmm. a version of Luna, badass Luna. Mm-hmm. And seeing Final Fantasy fifteen cosplayers is always always a good time. You know, you find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all really well done. They were really detailed and. The wigs were great, and the people were really nice, and it was, yeah, overall Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay. I would say mine, I had a hard time thinking about this, um, but, and this isn't even a costume per se, but I had, to, I had to say this, but this guy had this really esoteric shirt from Nichijo, which just made my life. I don't know where he got that shirt, how he got that shirt, but I want it really badly um but i guess if i'm being real for a second um no the nichijo shirt was your favorite that was literally my favorite thing but if but it wasn't a costume it was just a guy wearing that awesome shirt that i'm gonna go buy now Um, if any of you don't know what nichijo is you have to go watch it now and we'll just leave it at that okay yeah go it's hard to put into words the magic of nichijo it's they're like 12 there's like 20 episodes 23 episodes i believe and they're short each segment is like 10 minutes long. But you will not come out the same person. <laughs> That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of my favorite thing. Uh, but what was your favorite booth? Let's talk favorite about the vendors. Booth? What was your favorite booth that we had there? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I think we can both say that Artist Alley was a really, a really strong one. Yeah, the Artist Alley was... Well, so for a couple reasons, right? I think the artist well, people, alley people really came with all of their stuff. They came with all their stuff. One, my one critique with Artist Alley is that almost every single vendor at Artist Alley sold posters, pins, and small books. I wanted to see some like more interesting thing. I wanted more clothing. I wanted more like wacko, plush stuffed, weird knitted things like. There was like, just extra. Demarai I wanted just like wants extra. I wanted clay sculptures. <laughs> I wanted vinyl toys. Like I wanted a different light fixtures. Something. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wanted some other creative outlet other than p- printed posters on unfortunately usually poor quality photo paper and like patches and um, enamel pins. I love enamel pins, but like. Every single booth had the same, or those acrylic people, those, the acrylic keychains and pins are super popular, mm-hmm. I noticed. And there, there's a lot of reasons for that. It's cheap, it's easy to make yourself, and it looks pretty, pretty good. Same with the prints, right? Cheap, easy to make, yeah. looks pretty there good. Was a, there was a lot of talent there this Oh, weekend. yeah. Now that, so me saying this is not any negative critique on the talent of the artists there. I just, I want more from the media itself, from the media that you're giving us. But the, the talent was amazing. Yeah. The art, the artists there are all incredible, incredibly talented people. And yeah. I will say that, like amazing people um, in There's terms just of their craft, you know? I, it's, it's nice to see too as people that make things as well. Um, and for me personally, to see 
so much color and mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. emanating from the things that people made. Yeah. Like that, you know, really is exciting. Well, and I'd say like there's a very big difference between the anime fans and the general comic book fans. Like we saw more color at this artist alley than we did at Comic-Con. Because I think a lot of people at Comic-Con go with very dark cues and everything's kind of darker and there's a lot more, like violence well, isn't the word, but like a lot of the artwork there has a very specific like tone. It's a, it's a little edgier, maybe yeah, I would is say the word. Maybe a, little, like, maybe a little edgier, but like there was, there was a lot more bright poppy colors happening at the Artist Alley. Yeah, um, joy is the best way I can describe it. Like there's just right. like love in everything that was there. Right, and right, right. So yeah, I thought nice that was to see. that was awesome. It was awesome. Um, I also really like seeing Rezobox there, and Rezobox is a local a restaurant slash art gallery, which is super cool. Slash also they have a ceramic studio in Queens, um, in, in, Queens Manhattan. in Manhattan. So I was happy to see them there. They had these. This is one of my favorite booths, but they were selling these bento boxes made of rice that were um, little Totoro and soot sprite shaped. So that was super cool. Um, I was happy to see that. I also really liked the video game section. That was new. Like, that to me was was a really cool thing that they did. They had a, um, actually, I believe, I believe it was that arcade in, uh, in Queens, not in Queens, in Long Island, brought those machines down. You, you, I have no idea. Oh, all right. Anyway, Demery's so, not good with names. <laughs> I'm not good with names, but yeah, there was. They had a lot of Japanese arcade cabinets that you could play for free, which was super cool. Like they could have charged you to play yeah. those games there, and they were completely free. So they that had, was fantastic. They had DDR. They had Taiko drumming. They had some other. They had dance the table game. flip game. Yeah. They <laughs> had um that. What's the Miku music game that you guys like to play? Project Diva. Project Diva they was did? there. Yeah. I didn't get it to... was right next to the Tyco machines. There were two of them. There were two Project Diva machines? There were two Diva Project machines. Diva machines. Well, I completely well, missed Sarah that. Sarah missed that. Guess what we're going to do this weekend. No, I'm kidding. No, anyway, we probably will. We probably will. Anyway, so those were my favorite booths. I agree with you, Sarah. The The whole Artist Alley booth was, was really excellent. Um, so this brings me to the last question of this topic regarding Anime NYC. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite moment? If you can think of one. And it doesn't have to be, it could be an encounter. It could be being able to go to the bathroom easily in your costume. That is definitely a <laughs> highlight. It's something I'll never forget. <laughs> Legit. Because um, I could actually sit and pee in my costume. Yeah, yeah. Not literally pee in my costume, but yeah. pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. get what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. doing a good job here. Sure. Um, I, I, I getcha. Uh, that's I'm picking a, up what you're putting down. So I liked seeing some of my coworkers. It was nice yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I had some of my coworkers volunteer mm-hmm. and attend, and I was able to see them and take a photo with them. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really liked that. Uh, I also liked I when I was in Artist Alley. I met a an artist. And she was cosplaying as Ignis. From Final Fantasy XV. From Final Fantasy XV. And Ignis is my husband from the game. He's my favorite. I'm gagging over episode Ignis because (laughs) that shit is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's for another time. 
So we had a really nice exchange. We took some photos together and she was really she was really sweet and hopefully we can hang out outside the con. Yeah. So absolutely. it was nice to meet a really nice person. Totally. So that was might have been my favorite moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What about you? Um I would say, you know, what my I think I think just cosplaying as Ghibli characters uh, Mary, uh, your sister. Uh, shout out to Mary Awad. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Um, she dressed as Sophie from Howl's Moving Castle, and I was San, of course, from Princess Mononoke, <laughs> my go-to. And it was great to just interact with people who came up to us who were literally gagging, going like, these are my favorite heroines from ever, from anime of all time, basically. Mary and Demeray um, were like the... The photo op pair. Yeah, so people people just coming up to us and just saying how much they loved our characters. Like I had some, I had a guy that came up to me, and and he said that like uh, Princess Mononoke was the first Ghibli film he saw, and he also said that it taught him how to be a better person. And I that I like people have told me how much they love those movies, and of course I do too. We identify with that, but that's the first time anyone said that it's like changed them as a person um so that was a really great great experience so yeah i would definitely say that that was um just meeting fans of of our characters were Mm -hmm. was the top highlight yes there was there were i was getting showered with way too many compliments it was people were very kind yeah people Um, were i had no idea what to say everyone was very nice everyone was so nice and you hear, you know, you hear horror stories of some of these conventions about, like, horrible people that do horrible things. And every single human being that we met that day was just happy and energetic and very nice and kind. And, and polite and Polite, respectful. respectful. Like, there was... I didn't run into a single rude person there. Even people trying to get buy things at some of the booths that were waiting in line. Like... Everyone was just super kind. The spirit was right. It was it, it was, was a, a great yeah, weekend. It was a very positive, great spirit for for all the attendees. Even even despite like the weapons bans for costumes and, and the rain and the rain and the cold weather, everyone was in happy spirits. People were in bikinis. They didn't care that it was cold out. Kudos to them because it was cold. <laughs> yeah, kudos <laughs> to the ladies that showed up in bikinis because it was for, in the 40s and raining that yeah, weekend. Yeah, it so. was like the worst weather so to go out in they, barely anything. They get an, a, so. a firm applause from me. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great con. I would totally go again next year. I hope they expand it. I hope it gets bigger and grows and more people come and I hope it becomes as big as Comic-Con. I think it it's totally doable. Mm-hmm. So... Good job, Anime NYC. Good we job. Had a blast. We had fun. If you ever need panelists, let us know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll happily, happily do it. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Awesome. So I guess let's keep going. Let's keep this train going down the tracks to success. Oh, boy. And to the end of this podcast oh, in man. its current state. Um, we haven't done this in a while, so I thought it might be nice for uh, our, our final podcast in this iteration again it's also again in this iteration yeah and it's also um, something that we're hoping to flesh out more we'll flesh this in out the more new it um but yeah uh 3d printing in the news so uh we always 3d printing in the news okay excellent that, was that intro is not going in the new no. podcast fyi unless you um, want it to go <laughs> unless you guys want it to let us know let us know on the blog anyway um 
So, 3D printing the news. Uh, these two articles today come from 3dears.org, uh, which is an excellent aggregated news site, which I recommend you guys check out. Um, and these are just two stories that, and we can kind of talk about this a little bit briefly since we don't have a lot of time. Um, but yeah, so the first article is about uh, three, this new Kickstarter campaign that launched um, called, it's a Lebanese startup company backed by the UK government uh, called Generics. Um, in all capitals. And basically what they're doing is they're launching uh, these headphones with custom earbuds that fit to your ear uh, that utilize 3D printing in their actual manufacturing process. And they claim that it is a lot cheaper than other types of manufacturing for a custom set of headphones. So that's their big push is that it's cheaper. So how are they using 3D printing? Um, essentially what's happening is you're going to, and this, by the way, this concept isn't new. The idea of custom fitted, uh, earbuds to your ear shape is not new. There's a company now that you can, what they'll do is they'll send you a putty and you put that putty in your ears. It dries, you pull it out and you send a, a mold of your ear to the company. And then they produce the silicone earbuds. What these guys are doing is a little different. It requires that the, the consumer take pictures of their ear, a couple different pictures, and they they use, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know if they're doing like depth sampling or filtering from the photographs to figure out your ear shape, or they're using photogrammetry. They're like getting a small 3D scan of your ear. From there, uh, they're able to 3D print the shape that fits to your ear in digital and 3D modeling software. And then they print that in out of like a resin printer and then they cast that resin into silicone essentially so they create the actual silicone piece and that's what you put in your ear so you're not putting the 3d print in your ear but they're casting the silicone from the 3d print so that i thought was a super cool uh use of 3d printing and it's and it's being i mean through this kickstarter it could be proven to be uh more cost effective and uh than traditional manufacturing so this is sort of one of the one of the companies that's trying to use 3D printing actively in their processes. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was a really cool article. I have some questions about. You that. have some questions. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the the thing that I think of mm -hmm. first and foremost is consistency sure. across, you know, the images that they receive from clients. Yes, and that is one of the things that I thought about. When I first read this article, and this was a good talking point, actually. Um, yes, it is going to be... So stuffing putty in your ears and mailing it back. Like, yes, I'm sure there are people that won't do it correctly. But it's usually, like, what you get is probably going to be fine. I'm worried about, for these guys, the guys that ha that get blurry photographs, right? Bad angles. Um, the people that have to really work from the cons the pictures that the consumers are taking with whatever device they're taking it from and however they're doing it. Um, I, there's going to be a consistency issue. I absolutely agree with you. It just seems like there's not like an accompanying app for this or anything, right? Um, because, you know, it doesn't it, say. Because what I'm thinking is like, Maybe, you know, and you remember 123D Catch, right? Yeah, it, yeah it, There was kind of a screening within that app of, you know, how to help make your pictures more consistent, right? You had, right. like, boxes for dimensions and angles and, 
you would be oh, in the red or not you know in the what? red. I'm sorry, I'm totally wrong about this. Um, oh. Yeah, there is an app that you can download. Okay. Uh, to take a video. Oh, so it's a video of your ear. So that's a little better. So it's not pictures, it's actually like video, which is super cool. So, I mean, I still think there's going to be problems there, but maybe the app has a way of telling you that you didn't do it right. Uh, to try it again and again until you, until you get it right. So, I mean, there's still issues, you know, but... Uh, That's going to be the biggest thing is consistency. Consistency, for sure. That's going to be... Yeah, if the app isn't built correctly and it's not asking the right questions, then you're going to run into problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're interested in this Kickstarter, definitely go check it out. Uh, Generics is the name of the company. We'll put um, the links in the description of on the this. blog. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going for fifty five euro. Um, again, it's it's a European uh, company, Lebanese, funded by the government. Um, so yeah, I thought that was super cool. All right, cool. So that's the first little item in the news that I wanted to talk about. The second one, um, and this is something very personal to me, so other people may not find this interesting at all. So I'm sorry, but I had to bring this up because I'm very excited about it. Um, there, the Chinese University of Hong Kong and the University College of London have created a algorithm to essentially create mechanical moving toys automatically. Okay. So... How it works, right? You have, let's say you have a 3D model of a car, right? If you have the 3D model of a car and you want it to have functioning moving components, right? Mechanical components so that it can be articulated, it can move, it can do whatever it needs to do, it can wind up and you can pull it back and it'll go forward, that kind of thing. Um, this, the, these uh, schools have created an algorithm that will analyze your 3D model. You tell it exactly what components you want to move and it builds the gear assemblies and everything automatically to the size of the object. Oh, shit. And to the shape of the object. So if you had like a teddy bear and you want the arms and the legs to move and the head to move, it will figure all that stuff out for you. And huh. then all you have to do is 3D print the components and everything's going to move perfectly and work flawlessly. So you don't have to really... You don't have to think about think it Think about it. Now, I don't know if this is going to be released... Um, it is going to be uh, announced or presented at SIGGRAPH uh, in November, um, the end of, later this month. Next week. Literally next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I'm going to definitely keep my eyes open at SIGGRAPH and, and see what their findings uh, are and, and if this is a viable thing or if they're going to like... Uh, we'll post on our Twitter about it. Yeah, we'll post on our Twitter about it. But yeah, like if, if they present this to the world as something that is, is possible, I would purchase this in a second as like a software. Um, but I, I do know that Disney has done stuff like this in the past with mechanics to help with animation and physical animation, but they never released they that software tell in the public, which is a bummer because it's really cool. They've um, also 3D scanned hair, right? Successfully. They have figured out how they, yeah, they know how to 3D scan hair and they're not telling anybody. So it's not nice, Disney. <sighs> anyway, it's not nice. It's not nice. So we all want to know. So yeah, that's kind of what I had for the 3D printing in the news. So Very I think cool. that's great. Yeah, that second one is a game changer. I mean, for me, I love building toys. So well, like, no, it's like <sighs> yeah, anyone can engineer something. Yeah, and that, yeah exactly. Which it's is great. really powerful. It's really, it's amazing. You know, so, and, and 3D print it. 
it gives people opportunities to make things that they, you know, they otherwise wouldn't have access to. So if you heard that, that wasn't a fart. That was sorry. our that was chair our was chairs squeaking. rubbing next to each yeah, other. Sorry they're about like a that. weird fake leather. <laughs> they're, they're pleather, like we call um, it. But um, yeah, so it was super cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's move on to our almost final topic of the day. <laughs> working our way down. We're working our way down. Um, so this is new. Let me know what your thoughts are uh, about this, but uh, we're going to call it, wow, that was 3D printed. Wow, that was 3D printed. Wow. Um, so essentially, <laughs> oh, God. essentially, so the, the way that I was thinking about this and, you know, Sarah can chime in too. Uh, I was thinking about how like 3D printing is very ubiquitous now. We don't realize where it's being used and it's being used a lot in in objects that we interact with Mm -hmm. so i thought it would be nice to do a segment about the ubiquity of 3d printed objects but also the unknown ubiquity of 3d printed objects to help you guys understand uh that there's a lot out there that's 3d printed that you don't maybe not maybe you don't know about and it's it's cool living among us it's living yeah so the art today's wow that was 3d printed object i'm gonna keep saying that name until i love it i love it keep doing Um, it is actually hella's headdress from the new thor ragnarok film um if you don't know what she looks like she essentially looks she's wearing like a helmet half helmet that has these crazy long tree looking things poking out of it we'll post images Um, in a in an accompanying blog post yeah so i mean it's gorgeous like this is right up sarah's alley i don't know sarah if you've even seen seen what this looks like yeah it's It's, beautiful and it's it it's like this really it's like a black like dark green emerald color Um, it's it's, like spider queen like medusa it is very spider like it's like medusa queen of the damned meets like medusa i was gonna say medusa meets Um, maleficent or maleficent yeah a little bit no you're absolutely right So. so a lot of this the part of this helmet was 3d printed so it started with the 3d scan of the actress's head and um essentially they 3d printed the helmet to fit exactly to her head with using the 3d scan they printed it with an sls material and they also printed it using a lightweight carbon fiber material to keep it really strong but also really lightweight so the ultimate the ultimate um weight of this headpiece was four pounds wow which is very light uh, judging by how it looks on screen um, so they built it, though, so that while they were filming, she could remove some of the spiky components to give her herself a bit of a break. So they actually ended up shooting some of the scenes with less pieces in, and then they just added it with CG later on. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was 3D, was, well, uh, 3D printed mixed with other types of, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> 3D printing mixed with other types of media. <coughs> Exactly. Thank you, Sarah. Sorry, I'm dying. Um, so yeah, that was the wow, that was 3D printed moment of Check the day. out Thor Ragnarok in theaters now. Uh, spo- not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> it could be sponsored. Um, anyway. Reach out, Thor Ragnarok, oh if you ever want us to make oh something. God, could you imagine? Demery's a huge Thor fan. I'm a huge Thor fan. That is completely now. besides the point. Yeah. Um, anyway, so hmm, that's what we got for you today, folks. Um, I wanted to sort of end the podcast today with with a little bit of a Thanksgiving spirit and cheer 
in our hearts. And so, Sarah, I want to posit the question that everyone asks around the holiday season, and that is, what is one thing you are thankful for? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) One thing I'm thankful for. Um, This year in general, I guess it can be anything. It could be anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, this is a 3D printing blog, Mm -hmm. so... But it doesn't have to be 3D printing related. I'll keep it 3D printing related. Um, okay. Because I am thankful for this. I'm, I am incredibly thankful for Mark, our professor, mm-hmm. in from college, mm-hmm. who not only reignited my passion for making art and making things again when I was in a period of abandoning it, abandoning it, mm-hmm. um, but he opened the whole door for me into 3D and, you know, saw something in both you and me that changed our lives. You know, we wouldn't be here without him. Mm -hmm. He was really the, the catalyst to everything that we've been able to do. So I will always be thankful for all the opportunities and all of the positivity that Mark gave me because I wouldn't be here without him and he would laugh if he heard this <laughs> but he would but I'm very thankful for him and that's what great. he's done for me that's and really you. great so yeah cool that's awesome so I guess I'll go now um, oh man so where's the music in the background yeah right <laughs> um so um I agree, and I want to echo everything that you said. Okay. I think that's 100% true. It's something I'm thankful for. Um, But I want to say that I am thankful to Sarah. I am thankful for her. um, Okay. (laughs) Um, Sarah has pretty much kept uh, the Laser Girls afloat for the past year. Um, She has been pretty much the voice and the face of the Instagram and the blog Um, And she's helping keep, you know, all of this content as regular as we can keep it uh, for the past year. So I'm very thankful to her because without you, Sarah, (laughs) we would not be doing this stuff um, as much as we do. So I want to say thank you. And then I'm very grateful for you. You're the best project manager and (laughs) co-founder of the Laser Girls that I could have. And, uh, yeah, you've been a great partner, so I'm very thankful for you for that. Oh. Well, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> that's very kind. hmm You're very welcome. So, yeah. Awesome. On that note, uh, <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to tonally transition, but, uh, but yeah, so... With a song! Exactly. There we go. It's, it's We're gonna killed fade, it. Fade, fade to black with Sarah singing in the background. Killed but, um, it. So... Yes, definitely check out the new blog if you haven't seen it at thelasergirlstudio.com. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter with any requests for streaming. Uh, Get excited for the new content we're going to release with this podcast that's going to be rebooted in in the coming year. Um, And and the live streaming. And the live, yeah, yeah. Just let us know uh, if you have any suggestions on what we should be doing for the live streaming. Also, we should mention our little youtube gig as well we uh have two new youtube videos up right 
on our YouTube channel. Yes. The Laser Girls. Everything's The Laser Girls. Yeah. One word. I mean, you can find us anywhere. Just Google One us. One word, the, <laughs> and not a Z and S. Yes. <laughs> you spell laser the way you spell it. There's no major laser spelling in, in The Laser Girls. Major laser. Um, but, but yeah, so, so we we also have two videos up there that we just posted about our Comic-Con cosplay. So if you want to see a little more about that, you can check out the blog and check out the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we're we're forging into the new year already. Yes, we are. It, it's, it seems far now, but it'll be here in a snap. Mm-hmm, for so, sure. So, everyone yeah. have a, uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving. Yep. Have a... Have a great Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, and have a happy holiday rest of the year. Um, If we don't touch base. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) This might be our black box recording. (laughs) Let's hope not. All right. All right. Bye. Go laser.